Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer and my friend, Sean Hill. Emma, how's it going? Sean, so good. I'm I'm glad we've got you in the podcast studio, but today might not have been the best day for you. Yeah, I got some uh, voice issues going on today. Uh, I've been yelling at kids. No, I'm just kidding. I have not. But I do have some voice issues, some allergies. Allergies. Really good. Sure, that's what everybody's saying these days. That is. Sean, we go, we go way back. But for those who don't know you, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I've been on staff uh, almost eight years. A uh, big part of my story is older people who invested in me and then friends who welcomed me in. That's how I came to know Christ and follow him. Uh, that's what's made me passionate about students ministry where I served for about six and a half years on staff and then also kids ministry where I serve now. So cool. And we do go way back. My wife, Emily and I actually have a bit of a hand in getting you to Watermark. (laughs) That's true. So if you like this podcast, you are welcome. Not for my contribution, but for Emma's. We're in Mark 10 today, which is pretty fitting because we're talking about kids. So what you got for us? Well, to nobody's surprise, I did hone in on verses 13 through 16, which is all about kids. I'm not surprised. You know, I think Mark 10 is just a bunch of little moments that Jesus uses in coaching his disciples. And 13 through 16 is one of those where kids come to him. And at first, his disciples see them as an obstacle, a hindrance, and an annoyance, which we maybe can all relate to at some point. Totally. Um, Not even just with kids, but just with people. Sometimes we can view people as obstacles or hindrances, which we can all relate to. It is easy in the go, go, go of our lives to view people as interruptions versus opportunities. And that was a big piece of what Jesus had to coach his disciples on. Jesus rebukes his disciples for turning kids away because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them as much as it does anybody else. And we see him do that a lot, not viewing people as accessories to the people that really matter. And kids are a great example of that. And so he uses this moment to go, no, 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 no. Let the little children come to me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. But he doesn't stop there. Instead, he also uses them as a model for how to receive the kingdom of heaven, which we know is through faith in Christ alone. And so we go, okay, what does he mean by that? So when I think about kids and the model of kids, you have to receive the kingdom of heaven such as these. I think of a few things, and I've got a couple kids of my own and one on the way. And I think about humility, vulnerability, and trust. And humility and vulnerability to go, oh, I need my mommy and daddy. I need them to help get things for me. I need them to take me places. I need them to provide food and diaper changes and clothes and basically everything that I need for life today and many more days after, I need my mommy and daddy, which is a level of vulnerability and a level of humility, but then also the trust to go, and I trust that my mommy and daddy can get that for me. And so to receive the kingdom of heaven like a child is that same level of humility, vulnerability, and trust to go, I can't do it on my own. Now, interesting, right after this, we see the rich young ruler that goes, what must I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus goes, hey, you know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness. 
do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he's like, hey, I've done all these. And so there's a level of humility and vulnerability that he wasn't willing to acknowledge. And when Jesus even tries to point it out to him by going, hey, your wealth, the thing you're holding proverbially behind your back, that's a stumbling block for you. He's unable to go, hey, I need to give that up. So you're missing a level of vulnerability and humility, but then you're also missing the trust to go, hey, I can surrender this to the Lord. And as a kid, you have no choice but to not just acknowledge your need for help, but also to, well, I'm going to trust somebody to give that to me. And that's what Jesus is talking about when he says, receive the kingdom of heaven such as these, is I have a need, and that need is that my life is broken because of my sin, because I've broken it. I have no way to have a relationship with the Father, and I need a perfect Savior who can pay the punishment for me. And so the message of Christianity, again, simple enough for a kid, deep enough and big enough to where you can never grow out of it, is I'm broken and I need a Savior. And that requires, at its base level, vulnerability, humility, and trust. And I think that's a lot of what Jesus is getting at as he's telling his disciples, you have to receive the kingdom of God like a child. Sean, how do you live differently because of what you read in Mark 10? Like practically, day-to-day, what does this look like? I think for me, it is those things, trust, vulnerability, and humility. So here's how that plays out. I want everybody to like me. That's just a ditch of mine. I also want to use my personality to hide all the junk in my life. I love to talk to people. I don't always love to talk about my emotions. I don't love to talk about the things that are are hard for me. And so a lot of times I can rely on jokes. I can rely on a jovial personality and just asking questions of people and talking to them to keep from having to share stuff. And what that creates then is a veneer in my own life that I can just continue to carry even into my relationship with the Lord. Not that it's healthy to carry that into my relationships with people around me, but it's especially not helpful to carry into my relationship with Christ. So the way that I have to live this out is to continually acknowledge to the people close to me and to the Lord, hey, here's all the junk that I'm wrestling with. And here maybe are some warning lights of ways that I could be wrestling. I think what that creates when I continue to let myself do that is a overly independent countenance that will stuff things down, try to do things on my own, and not allow people to help and not go to the Lord for my ultimate affirmation, satisfaction, rest, and joy. And honestly, it's this spiral that can get worse and worse and worse. The way that I have to live that out is going every day, multiple times through the day, hey, am I trying to carry things by myself? Where am I trying to find life? Are there parts of my life that I'm not sharing? Are there parts of my life I'm not even acknowledging to myself my own need to go, I can't carry this. I need, to, I need help. And when I do acknowledge that, to go to the Lord and to go to the people that he has put in my life who are trusted, who are there for me continually, and bring that to them as well. And then lastly, I would say this. When I'm, when I'm unable to acknowledge, apart from me, you can do nothing, John 15, 5, what happens in me is I become so laser focused on I have to do it myself that I become like those disciples to where people become interruptions, obstacles, hindrances to what I'm consciously or subconsciously viewing as my goal. I have to go do this. 
And, and that's all about me. It's not about Christ. And so it's great to be able to work in kids' ministry where we're able to receive kids and welcome kids just like Jesus called us to. It's a good reminder to me on a weekly basis, look at the people in front of me that we're getting to care for, kids who are often overlooked. Am I overlooking them? Or who are the people in my life? What are the interactions this week that I've written off as interruptions instead of opportunities? And so we're also able to work with the hundreds of volunteer leaders we have in Watermark Kids to do that same thing with kids on a weekly basis throughout the week, not just on Sunday, but throughout the week as well. So this is where I make a shameless plug. Let's hear it. As we're reading Mark 10, Jesus is saying, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. Look, I don't know a more biblical thing you can do than to serve in Watermark Kids, where we need to let the children come. And we can only do that if we have volunteer leaders. It's true. I mean, hey, easy way to put your faith in an action. Go to watermark.org slash serve kids and come on. We'd love to have you. Sign up. Easy as that. Sign up. Emma, we'll see you there. I'll, hey, next week, I'm going to be there. Okay. Well, next week from when we're recording this. We'll, well see. But now you. we've just booked you for another week. Okay. Too. Okay, great. Got another week on the calendar. That's all we've got time for. Sean, thank you. And I am so glad we're all in this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.